Good morning, this is Tim Carter, and welcome to Let's Talk on News Talk 1050 KSIS. Let's Talk is a one-hour program devoted to issues and developments that are of importance to Sedalia and the surrounding communities. With each hour dedicated to a subject, many times with expert guests joining the hosts, Let's Talk can probe deeply into the issues of the week. Let's Talk is hosted by Ron Tolner, John Meehan, and Tim Carter. Good morning and welcome to another Let's Talk. This is Ron Toller along with my partners, Tim Carter and Mr. John Meehan. And in studio today, we have uh, a couple great guests. Uh, Our subject uh, is an update on the Parks Department. Uh, We've got a lot lot to talk about. And in regard to that, before we get started, let's just have a little bit of an introduction from uh, those who are the experts here today. Uh, Amy Epley, Director of Parks and Rec, is with us, as well as Shauna Yeager, who is our god of plants in the city of Sedalia and the flower system. Uh, Amy, before we get started, just just give us a brief update on uh, uh, your own introduction. Yeah, so um, Amy Epley, I hope that most would know me by now, and if they don't, please introduce yourself. I'd uh, love to meet everyone that comes through the door at the Parks Department. Um, I will be celebrating five years as the director of the Parks Department. Um, Overall, I've been with the city of Sedalia's Parks Department for um, a total of almost 15 years. I'm excited, I love what I do, and I'm very fortunate to have a job I can come to every day that I enjoy. Yeah. And we're very fortunate to have you in that job too, I might add. Uh, Shauna, give us a quick introduction to Shauna Yeager. Um, I've worked with the Parks Department for five years. I'm the landscape supervisor. Uh, I've got a great crew, and we just try to make everything look really pretty. Which you do every every year. In fact, I love when spring comes around and we start seeing the magic that you're working around town and everything starts, uh, starts blooming. Um, you know, it just so happens that uh, we're actually, by the way, we're, we're recording this on St. Patty's Day. Uh, of course, it will run a, uh, a few weeks after this, but uh, uh, we're right at the one-year anniversary of the Heckert Community Center. Uh, and of course, we want to talk about that and, and how it has gone this first year and, and uh, your, your different opinions of what's working, what's not working, and so forth. But before we do that, I, I wanted to give the uh, listening audience one thought, because something I've noticed, um, I'm over there a lot, and we know a lot of people that are there a lot. And the interesting thing I really noticed a, a few weeks ago and visiting with some people, when you talk about the facility, basically they say, well, I went to the Heckert yesterday, or I'm going to the Heckert today, or meet me at the Heckert, or whatever the terminology is. Uh, but it's not the community center. They call it the Heckert. And at the time, it, it hit me, wow, what a great continuing recognition of Sue Heckert and her family and everything they did for this community because her name will be out there in perpetuity uh, with regard to people referring to that facility. Right. Yeah. And that's what, you know, staff, we've really, sh- you know, stressed that and talked to that. It, it is the Heckert Community Center. Um, without the donation from Sue, we wouldn't have the facility that we have. Um, I don't even know if we would have a community center, um, to be honest. So it is called the Heckert Community Center. And like you said, most people call it the Heckert. Um, you know, I have people, people that come in from out of state, they come for the Heckert. Um, we have some people sometimes that show up that are supposed to be at another facility here in town because they just Google the Heckert Community Center or just the Heckert. So, um, yeah, it's 
You know, it's great. We I can't say it enough how fortunate we are to have a facility like this in Sedalia and what a blessing Sue has given to this community for for years and years to come. And I, I really personally think it's the jewel of our community. Um, it's a place for everyone to use and really have a lot of pride. And it's been so nice, I think, over the last year to see people come that lived here in Sedalia, have maybe moved away um, or their kids have moved away and they come back and they're just in shock and they can't believe that we have this great facility. And, you know, we've been having lots of tournaments from, we have people that travel from Olathe, Columbia, St. Louis. And, you know, I get it all the time. They're like, how do you guys have this in Sedalia? Or we just recently had two teams from Jeff City and they're like, we have nothing like this in Jeff City and we're so much bigger. How did you guys do it? And I always say, you know, Sedalia is special. We um, come together, we make things work and we have great people like Sue Heckert that um, put their money um, and invest in their community. So very fortunate to have the facility we have. And you know, a word you used as you were, as you were talking there was the word pride. Um, and I remember 12 or 13 years ago when the new Smith cotton opened and there was such a swelling of pride in this community over that facility, which was rightly so. Yes. Uh, and of course Sue had a big part in that one too. Uh, but, but regardless, uh, you know, such a tremendous facility, such an asset to the community and so much pride came out of that. And here we go again. It's you're exactly right with the, uh, Heckert community center. Again, the amount of pride that that exudes in, in this community is, is just tremendous. Right. It is. And, and everyone should be proud of it. And, you know, I say all the time that, you know, my kids are getting older, they're kind of getting the end of high school and talking about college and everything. And, and I hope that, you know, they want to come back here to Sedalia once they're finished with college, um, or maybe you've gotten some experience. Um, but I want to say that from everyone, let's, we invest here in Sedalia in our youth so much. And I hope they can go out there and get some um, talents and degrees and different things and come back here and continue to make Sedalia stronger and better. And I think those things like a Heckert Community Center for younger um, families, that's one thing you really look. And then as you retire, it's also a benefit or perk. We've had, you know, people that say, you know, I haven't lived, I'm from Sedalia, but I haven't lived here for 30 or 40 years. We were retired and we came back. And this is one of the reasons we came back is we have somewhere to continue to um, play and have fun even in retirement. And and that's important. doesn't matter what your age is, you need to keep going. And I think that's what keeps you to be happy and healthier and live longer. Well, and before we dig in a little more detail, I'll, I'll pass on another comment I heard this last week, and that had to do with the continuing economic development in this community, which is excellent. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think basically it's predicted that that's going to continue to happen with the facilities that we have here. But one of the comments uh, that was made to me, frankly, I don't think you'll care that I say what was, what was by our presiding commissioner, Bill Taylor. And uh, his comment was, we are going to fill those uh, business parks up in no time. But he said, my goal, his goal, was that the people that work there live here, as opposed to driving out of Warrensburg or Marshall or further away or whatever. And of course, facilities like the Heckert are the things that will entice people to live here and add to our community in that way. Correct. Um, I moved my family here. That was one thing I told Parks and, you know, the Parks Department when I interviewed is 
at this time, I have a son with special needs, and he uses the pool, you know, three days a week at least, and that helps his quality of life. And until we get a community center, I'm not moving. But as soon as it passed, my family moved to Sedalia the uh, the next week, and we've lived here. We love it. Um, Sedalia, to me, though, even though I wasn't living here, I always said this was my home. I, I just slept somewhere else. Um, so, But that's what we want to see is we want to see people that aren't just working here but are living here and, you know, their families are growing here and, and making the memories and contributing to our great community. So let's get into the Heckard a little deeper. Tell us about uh, about the first year. What's yeah, your experience? Yeah, so first year. So tomorrow we'll be hitting our one year. Um, you know, I have to say overall, you know, there's always a couple bumps in the road and a few things, but overall it's gone very smooth. Um, and that has a lot to do with my staff. I can't stress that enough. They have worked super hard, long hours, um, and it's a lot. It's a big change. You know, myself and Jeff Coleman, our park superintendent, we're the only two that, two that have worked for a community center before that we have some of the experience. For a lot of them, this was new. And this isn't just a community center. This is a 92,000 square foot facility. We're the second largest in the state of Missouri. Um, so this isn't just, you know, uh, a couple community rooms and one gym. You have three gyms. So it takes a lot of time to do all the programming and scheduling and working and then training all that staff to get in here. You know, we got our staff in there about 30 days before we actually opened the door. Um, it would have been nice to have 90 days, um, but they've done a great job. And I think I would like to speak for most of them. They love what they do. They're happy to be there. Um, you know, from the face of our department, I say it all the time, I'm the director, but those that are working as lifeguards and fitness and front desk, they're the, they're the face of our department. That's who the community sees. Um, and overall, I feel like they do an excellent job and they want people to feel welcome. They want to welcome them when they come in and they want to tell them goodbye and see you tomorrow because we want them to come back through the doors. Um, number wise, you know, I'm a stat person. Um, we've been very fortunate that our electric and water bill has been what we estimated it to be was actually down about 20 percent. So we were fortunate there. Um, custodial and janitorial, um, we were off on that. So I was a little disappointed in myself on my figures there, but it balanced it out. We are um, in the green. Um, that's one thing I want to stress a lot because we, we hear that sometimes, oh, the parks department's charging, you know, to use the stadium or to use ball fields and stuff because the Heckert is costing in there in the red. We're not in the red. The numbers are there. Um, they're public information. We can show that uh, we're in the positive. Um, almost close to $15,000 is where we're at right now, which some people say, well, that's not a lot. It's, it's not a lot, but our goal is to break even. So we're doing pretty good. And the first year you have a lot of things, you know, we just had to recently order a hundred more tables, a hundred more chairs. Those were things I wasn't anticipating, but those are good reasons to add more. So we're doing great. Um, we average 549 people a day. Those are 549 people that come in to use the facilities, swimming, or um, aerobic classes or anything that does not count for renting or if you're here for an organized program that you've already registered for. And then walkers, we average 127 walkers. So so the walkers, the 127 was over and above the, what was the number? 549. Okay. Yes. So, so you're, you're talking 700 people a Almost day. 700 people a day is what we're averaging. Yes. And again, that's not rentals or community groups coming in for a meeting um, or if they're just coming down for a meal for our seniors. So um, we're right where we wanted to be. We were hoping around 500. Um, so again, we're about 49, 50 people over that. And those are numbers as of January 31st. And, and you indicated that, um, you know, although it's not a big money maker, which of course it was never intended to be. Correct. That you are doing better than, than uh, breaking even. Yes. Um, just out of curiosity, you know, when, when big things happen, 
uh, pool water pump goes out or, or what have you. Uh, is there a, uh, a capital budget or a, 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 some type of reserve built in for those type of things? Yeah, so the, the Parks Department does have a reserve. Um, Mark Hewitt, when he retired, um, he had put a little over $2 million in reserve. Um, since I've been director, I've put in almost $2 million as well. So we have about $3.8 million in reserve. And a lot of that is when you do that in a government, we have a reason for reserve. And that is because we know an aquatic facility, we knew that a pool would be having to uh, be built here soon. So that is our reason for putting that money away in reserve. And then we also, you know, when we do our master plan, we know things that are going to, you know, if it's pool pumps or everything like that, we know their life expectancy. Um, so we'll put those in those master plans. So then when a special project comes or when we're working on our special projects for the budget, we know that, hey, this says in the next one or two years, so we probably should put it in the budget this year just to be safe. Um, or if if something comes up and we can't, then we do have things in reserves for that as well. So when you talk about staffing for the facility, you're, you're happy with it, I'm told. Right. Uh, but how many people does it take to run that thing? So our parks department as a whole, I'm going to go the whole parks department. Um, right now we have 171 employees in the park system. Those are um, mostly part-time. We're right at 21 for full-time. We've got 150 on part-time staff. Um, of that for the Heckert, um, other than maintenance and landscaping, which um, you're looking at about less than 20 people right there. So all of those other 130 employees are working either at the Heckert Community Center or at the outdoor pools as well. One good thing is now having as the Heckert is um, some of those seasonal employees that we have in the summer. Now we have a job for them in the winter as well. So that's really helped us to be able to keep employees um, especially lifeguards and, you know, teenagers, you know, they got to keep putting gas in their cars and paying for things too. So, yeah. So when the pool shuts down, you know, in September, um, they need a job afterwards. So they usually will find a job somewhere else. And then we only get about 50% of them to return in the summer. So we're fortunate to be able to, you know, right now we're looking at, we'll have about 90%, um, return of lifeguards this year. But frankly, in general, when you think about uh, businesses in, in Sedalia or anywhere in other organizations, what's, what's their biggest concern? Well, it's having enough people. So um, you guys have, have really tamed a tiger there with uh, being able to be fully staffed like you are. We have, we have. And um, I think a lot of it, I mean, we're the parks department. You know, people always, you know, some of their department heads give us trouble in, in town and say that we're the golden children or the golden child of the parks department. But I stress, I said, we're the parks and rec. We are supposed to be fun. If we're not fun and if the community doesn't like your parks department, you're doing a pro, you're, you have a problem there. Um, so that's what we're, we bring the fun. I mean, that's what we're there to have. So you, sh it should be a place that people want to come and work and visit. Um, um, so I think that's one thing is staff loves to, you know, the most of the staff that we have, they love their job. And I'm one that I'm really pretty blunt with things. I'm like, if you don't love your job, go somewhere else. You know, it's, it's not fair the, for the department you're working at. And it's not fair to yourself if you don't enjoy coming to work. So, and by the way, it shows, it shows, uh, that, uh, takes us to the end of segment one on let's talk. Uh, we'll have a break and we'll be right back. Thanks. Welcome back to segment two of Let's Talk this week. I'm Ron Toner, along with John Meehan and Tim Carter in studios. Uh, today we have guests with the uh, Sedalia Parks Department, the director, Amy Epley, and the supervisor of landscaping, Shauna Yeager. 
let's go back to uh, talking about uh, everything the park system has to offer, uh, Amy. But and before we do that, maybe let's not quite walk away from the Heckert yet. Uh, if you could maybe just elaborate a little bit on uh, the surprises along the way uh, of this last year. The good things, maybe there's a couple of not-so-good things, but what have been eye-openers? Um, I think, gosh, there's a lot of things that have been eye-openers. You know, for, for me, I've, I've ran a community center before, so I kind of knew the expectations and what. Um, but I think for me, the biggest surprise has been the number of members we've have over 60. Um, that's actually our um, largest membership is anyone over 60. They hold about 52% of our memberships right now. Um, which is outstanding. Um, I worked in Warrensburg, but that, the numbers there weren't there. But if you come from nine o'clock in the morning till 1130, it's amazing the number of people are that are in there using it. And so for me, I think that's that's been great. It still gives me chills kind of because I'm wondering what were they doing before this? Um, you know, Kyle Herrick was in there one day and we were walking the hallways and just chit chatting. He goes, you know what, Amy, I don't mean to. I thought I knew a lot of people in Sedalia, but I don't know half those people that are in the pool right now. And and that's great to see. And and the people that are coming from surrounding communities of coal camp, we have members from Concordia, Tipton, that, that they have memberships to use the facility. They're driving here at least three days a week. And just the impact, I knew it was going to be a great impact. And really, I thought the difference it was going to bring was to the younger families and to the teeny boppers and the teens. Um, but the impact it's had um, on the retirees in this community has been outstanding. And it's so nice for you know, me to hear stories of them that they haven't, you know, they're now meeting twice a week with someone they went to high school with 50 years ago. Um, but they just kind of, they lived 15 minutes apart and just, you know, life gets busy. And now here they are kind of recircling and getting together. So I think for me, that's been probably one of the, the best impacts um, and things that I didn't really vision. And like I said, I'm a stat person. I had my numbers. I knew where things were going to be. I was off on that senior population and I get it a lot. It's like, they feel like, man, I'm really getting my taxes. I'm getting something worth worth and, and they like coming in and using it. So it's great to see that. Um, well, and another, I think another thing that drives that as far as that age group goes, of course, is the senior center. That's yeah, that helps a lot too. And Because you see that place just busy as I'll get out from nine to 11. But when the lunch thing opens, all of a sudden, you got lots of room. There's oh, all yeah. the equipment you can use. That is right. The lunchtime, it kind of opens up. That's why I said it's a good time to come about 1130 if you want to use the fitness area. Um, so that's been good. Um, you know, at the beginning, too, we kind we were very um, relaxed on some of our rules. And we learned quickly within a week's time that, hey, you know, we've given a little, mu little too much freedom to the teens. They were excited. They came in and they just were too excited and not following common sense rules, as I would say. So, so we had to write those down and, and we, we really nipped that in the, within the first two weeks, you know, we made a contract, the kids have to sign it, sign it, the guardians have to sign it. It's there in writing. They get a copy. They understand our expectations. And, you know, I've been called a few names and stuff and, and that's fine, but it's my responsibility to make sure that we're taking care of the facility and giving it a safe place. So you know, it's open for everyone to use. We just ask them to follow the rules. If you follow the rules, you can use it as much as you want and as often as you want. But if you can't follow the rules, um, there's a process of suspension and I'm one, I stick with it. And, and, and that's what we've had to do. And we really haven't had any problems since then. So let's uh, expand this discussion out to the parks department overall. I mean, obviously, yes, the Heckard is our shining star. But uh, by golly, we got a lot of other stars in this oh, yeah. uh, community as well. A lot of facilities that are very well maintained that provide a lot of activities for uh, the citizens of Sedalia. Jump into those. Yeah. So uh, I think my 
Liberty Stadium is um, one I'll kind of hit a little bit first. If you go to the ballpark there this year, we put almost $100,000 in improvements over there this year. Um, we've gotten rid of the chicken wire and put in a new um, a new backstop as well. We have padding with the logos of the local teams that use it from the Junior and Senior Legion to State Fair, Community College, Smith Cotton, and Sacred Heart. Um, so, you know, those things add up quickly, but that's a, another jewel of our community is a taking um, taking care of that facility. That's one thing I tell Mark Hewitt on all the time. That's probably what got me here. Um, when I went looked at, I come from a baseball family. I walked in there and I just felt like I was at a league of their own, like ready to watch a game. So that's one thing right now we're still waiting to hear back. We did apply for a match, a $1 million match grant for Liberty stadium. Um, that was through the state. It's been pushed back a couple of times, but here at the end of March, we're going to find out if we receive that and how much. So there is a great possibility of us to do some big improvements over at the stadium and kind of take it up two notches. Um, Aquatic facilities, that's going to be our next big topic. We'll be doing an RFQ here um, later on in this the summer, early fall of a new aquatic facility. Um, that's one thing we've been very open about that, even as the Hecker Community Center was on the ballot that we discussed that, you know, our pools are over 25 years old. Life expectancy is 20 years. Um, as Sedalia continues to grow, we need to make sure that we're doing what we feel is best for the community. And we know that having three aquatic facilities to operate um, is not really budget friendly. It's really puts us in a bind for staff. Um, so park department had made the decision when we made the master plan that when that time came for those pools to close down, that we would go to one large aquatic facility. Um, aquatic facility is similar to what we have at the Heckert right now. What we have outdoors right now is pools. So it will be aquatics facility. It will have the competitive side. It'll have the leisure side. It'll have the kiddie pool. It'll have the slides, the lazy rivers and all. So that is one thing that we're really starting to push forward to. It's in the budget. Um, we're working right now in a couple different locations on the east side of, the, of Sedalia because that's where the park department wants the new facility. Um, so that'll be a lot of information coming out in this in the summer, late summer, early fall about that and where it's going and what it'll look like. And, and we'll be asking for the community's impact on what do you want to see at this new aquatic facility? Um, so we make sure we're giving the community what, what they want. Um, so your goal, as far as that new aquatic facility goes, is to have it in place. And I realize I'm not holding you to this. Oh, no, you're but, fine. You're but, fine. The, but the goal is to have it in place by when? Um, so it would be in 2027 is when we would open um, Memorial Day of 2027. As the latest we would open. And at that point in time, basically Liberty and Centennial would be retired. So what so what our plan is Centennial Pool, um, I've said it numerous times, we hope to get through this summer with Centennial Pool. Um, if we could open again next summer, we would, but more than likely this will probably be the last summer for Centennial Pool. Um, at that time, we will keep Liberty open while we're building the new aquatic facility. Um, and then once the new aquatic facility opens, we will close Liberty and only have the new aquatic facility, if that makes sense. Sure. Cause what will happen is you'll do an RFQ. Um, we'll do that say in the fall, by the time the drawings get and everything, it'll be to 2025. And then by the time the next year opens. So in a perfect world it would memorial day of 2026 is when we w would open it but we look long term that it could be a 2027 so as you indicated that is again another huge project for the parks department to uh, undertake as far as the funding for that goes i mean i i mean, i know you're looking at that and you're mm -hmm. determining what it's going to take but um, we talked a little earlier about the reserves in place i mean would would, would those be used in conjunction with that or are we looking at Separate funding altogether. Um, so the reserve would be used for the new Hecker Community Center. That's how we would pay for that. You mean the new? I'm, I'm sorry, the new aquatic facility. Yes, um, that's how we would pay for that. Is with reserve is what we were looking at, and that's why we continue before the Hecker opened. We kept continuing to put. I would put 
between two hundred fifty to five hundred thousand dollars away in reserve, so that we knew that we could get to. We're going to need a, around four million dollars for the new aquatic facility, yeah. um, and so we're almost there. Doesn't surprise me. Not at all. And things go up. So, you know, in two to three years, it could be a little bit more. And we're just going to have to look at the budget. Um, we won't be asking for any more tax or anything like that. We're maxed out on what we can when we ask for that additional one eighth. Um, but it too, it's been a discussion with the city where, I, you know, I've talked to them too. We are part of the city with the city possibly be um, willing to help us with building an aquatic facility. Um, but again, it would be taking out a loan. Um, we would be paying that. We can show that we have over, you know, we have almost all of it to pay for it, but um, the city would, we'd be talking to the city about taking out a loan for us on that. So uh, let's expand this out a little more. Uh, our other facilities in town, our, all of our yeah. other parks. So other parks, you have Centennial. You know, some people have asked when we close Centennial Pool, what are we going to do there? Well, in the master plan, um, you know, another splash pad is going to be be out at Centennial as well. So we'd be putting a splash pad similar to what we already have at Hubbard. Um, it's a baseball theme. It's St. Louis Cardinals and Royals put together. Um, it's very nice. It would be great over in that location. Um, but we just recently were going over the master plan and we do have three pickle outdoor pickleball courts um, that we have put that would be over at Katy. Um, so that might be something that we move over to Centennial instead. And then long term down the road is in the colder months, it would actually have an ice skating ring on top of those um, pickleball courts. So that might be something that we move over to Centennial. Those are just in the master plan. And every year we reevaluate and kind of look on where those are at. Um, we have a new playground that'll be going into Liberty this year as well. We'll keep the old one up until the new one is completed and then we'll tear down the old one. It'll be right between the shelter house and the bathrooms. Um, and then next year, Katie Park will be getting a new playground as well. Um, and then after that, it's Vermont is the next one up for a new playground. And then we'll have a new play playground at every single park within the last um, five years. So that's one thing that we're really working out. Now, when you go out to Cloverdale, some people forget that that is a city park. Um, but in the master plan we have to, we need to redo the lights out there. They're all as old as when um, they opened. So if you're out there, there's been some times where soccer, the lights have just gone out with us. And so that is almost a $750,000 project is to, to replace all of those lights out there. So it's not something easy. That's going to be a large special project that will have to hit two different budget years as well. So that's something we're looking at. And then we're also looking at adding some sand volleyball courts out the, there as well. And then a restroom. Um, so all of our parks, if you go through our master plan, we have a lot of things that we're doing. We try to add something every year um, to each of the parks. You know, if it's out at Housel, we just added new dugouts out there for the ballparks. Hubbard, we've put in a little over a million dollars over up there um, in the last two years as well. Um, and we continue to have some new things going on at ha Hubbard as well. Amy, I, I would be remiss if I didn't bring up the little mini park that's yes. uh, actually on the Missouri State Fairgrounds, uh -huh. Clarendon Road and the Katy Trail there. Mm -hmm. uh, the uh, Sedalia Rotary Club started uh, some improvements at that location by building a shelter there. Correct. And then the Sedalia Lions Club came along and says, you know, how about planting some trees there, making it more of a park? And then also, of course, uh, the, uh, the playground equipment that was there. And thank you so much, the City of Sedalia Parks Department, for all the work that they've done out there to help us plant those 70 to 80 trees uh, and, and help us install that uh, the playground equipment. So, again, that was uh, an area that I think you said that really did not have a little park. Okay, right. So it was right. enhanced that park atmosphere through Sedalia, but yet it uh, uh, just your little bit extra labor and expertise to make sure we were doing it right. Correct, because really when you look at, um, if you go on the west side of 65, the only, the only park that we have is 
Cloverdale, and that's outside of the city limits. So that is one now that we can, you know, it's not under the parks department, but it's still a park. Mm -hmm. um, so that's one we can say. But I think a lot of people sometimes in the community, my long-term goal before I retire is that everyone has a park within the city limits of a 10-minute walking distance. Mm -hmm. You know, even if it's a pocket park or a small park. But sometimes we forget on the west side of 65, we really don't in the city limits have any parks other than I call the mini park, um, which is actually part of the state state. Here. Yeah, so so that's one thing of looking to is long term. Well, I hope you're not planning on retiring anytime. Oh, I have I have a long time, but you know when I put that 20 year master plan that was five years ago, I said, well, in 20 years, you know, I could have really retire. I'd be old enough to retire. So that was kind of my this is my book. This is my steps. I want to achieve all of this before I retire. But um, I think those that know me, especially my husband, I don't think he thinks I'll ever retire, but just because I love my job so much. But so when you look at the park system overall. Um, are, are you happy with the utilization of all the facilities? Yes. I mean, that's one thing I can't stress enough. Sedalia loves their parks and they use them. And that's what makes my staff and I so excited, I think, to do our job. Because it doesn't matter what time. If you go to Katy Park on a Sunday, it is packed with those playing soccer. Um, you can go out to Centennial. You know, Wednesday night I was um, going through and there was a ball game at Vanzel. There was games at Liberty and there was, you know, games out at Centennial as well. So the community uses their parks. They love their parks um, and they're very involved. You know, we have lots of volunteers. Sean will be talking about in a little bit, just even the landscaping, you know, they're constantly, you know, giving kudos to Sean's staff on the landscaping. And it's not just in the parks, it's all the medians and everything as well. So um, we have a great staff and we have a great community that loves our parks and they have high expectations and that's what we want them. We want them to be proud of the parks department and we want to give them the best. Before we wrap up segment two here, I, I just wanted to uh, remind our listeners, uh, we haven't really talked about it, but there are just simply a myriad of programs available for the public, young, old, in the middle. Uh, and if you want details on those programs, uh, the Parks and Rec Department puts together a tremendous program guide. I think the most recent one is spring-summer 2023. You can get your hands on that uh, through the Parks Department if you need a paper copy. But they also have a tremendous website that uh, details all of the programs as well. Yeah, so they just go to SedaliaParks.com. You can see all the programs we have. You can search by age. Um, we have lots of programs. And, you know, we, we love to offer as much as we can. And one thing I like to stress, too, is a lot of those programs are um, – someone just came to us and said, hey, I have, an, I have an idea, I have a suggestion. Great. Or if you have a hobby or something, a talent that you're really good at, reach out to us. Like share it with your community. And it's also a way that you can make a little extra income as well. So share those talents um, and share it with the community. But get with us anytime they call the park office, 826-4930, and reach out to Courtney or you know, anyone, any of the Parks Department can help them get started on offering a program or activity. There we go. That brings us to the end of segment two. And we will be right back with our final segment. Welcome to our third and final segment of Let's Talk. Uh, again, our guests in studio today are Amy Epley, director of the Sedalia Parks and Recreation, and Shauna Yeager, who is supervisor of uh, everything to do with landscaping in the park system, and not only the park system, but around the city as well. So we have Shauna at the mic now to uh, visit a little more about the landscaping issues. Um, what all... What all is the landscaping department responsible for, Shauna? Um, so we take care of everything new at the Heckard on the outside of the building all the way around. Um, we do all the medians, flower beds. We have flower beds in every park except for Housel, but we have the community garden that's not in the park, but really close to Housel over there. 
Um, we hold a monarch festival. We plant trees. And I think that's it. So w- w- when you talk about planting trees, um, I mean, obviously, if, if you look again, I, I'm a, are we talking planting trees in more than just the park, but other city property as well, the medians and what have you? Uh, on the medians, yes, and in the, all the parks. You know, the thought just hit me. How, how bad? we? It seems like every year we hear about a new tree disease or, you know, something impacting them. How bad has that hit Sedalia? Um, oak wilt, I think, is just beginning, um, and we're, we've treated a few. We've removed a few oaks, old, beautiful oaks um, due to that, and um, EAB is, I think, this spring, a lot's going to show up in dead ash trees, and so we're going to be removing some. So we've, we've been very proactive in planting. We're at the 500 mark of new trees in the park since I've started, and we keep in a keep with 100 a year um, just to kind of stay above that because we've got a lot of beautiful trees, so we want to keep it that way. We do. Well, who decides every year as far as what's going to change, what's going to be planted? Um, pretty much I do, but my staff's great, and they have a lot of opinions and um, a lot of ideas, and there's inspiration everywhere. Like, well, I'll drive down the street, and I'll see something I like, and I'm like, ooh, we got to do that in the park. Or um, one of my staff brought in some ideas that they just saw on the internet and we're I'm like I love it we're gonna go with that and so we we're always changing our minds and trying new stuff and we just go with what works how many people do you have on staff that assist you in this um right now I have eight part-time employees and they work March through October and so that's all part-time folks uh-huh. any any yep. anybody of course you're full-time uh-huh. uh anybody else full-time with you nope just me wow that's quite the responsibility. You know, you, um, you you talk about not only the parks, but the medians. And uh, those are the ones that really jump out to me, you know, when you're at uh, 16th and Limit or uh, or uh, 3rd Street and Limit. Uh, and I'm sure there are others. But uh, uh, the, uh, the uh, plantings that you have there, of course, when spring hits and and I guess we're starting with the daffodils and the tulips. But uh Wow, those really jump out at, at you. Yeah, um, we we have um, a lot of early. We have it, all year. You have to have something blooming. So there's a spring. It starts, and you just get your your little preview of the show to come. And so yeah, we've got a lot of uh, perennials and annuals, and that way it makes a good mix. You know, as I was preparing for this program, um, and uh, you, you mentioned a second ago the. Oh, gosh, I forget the terminology used, but I'll call it the uh, community garden at Housel, I think it is. I had no idea that that was there. Uh, explain that a little more and how well it's utilized. Um, okay, so this is the third year of the community garden, and it's completely open. Um we do take care of it, but its purpose is to get the surrounding community or anyone who likes to garden or wants to learn um, or maybe doesn't have a space to garden at their own home, um, a place to come and grow vegetables and harvest crops and learn how to how to work the earth. And, you know, um, but yeah, we we go over there, we mulch it, we till it, we plant it um, and we care for it. But but it is a. We, very much for the community, um, you know, and we, we would love to have, let's just kind of there to learn your gardening. In, in addition, in addition to uh, the citizens 
taking the harvest, uh, are, are they also involved in the maintenance of the uh, garden at all? Yes, there's several um, people that live on the street that, that are over there all the time um, helping out in, in a lot of ways um, with watering of it and, and weeding and caring for it and, and donating plants and uh, building beds. So it's it's not just us. We we kind of hold the space and we, we do help, um, but, but there's a lot of community involvement how already. Big is, how big is this thing? It's two lots big, so... How do you keep the deer out? Well, that hasn't really been a problem, so. But. I probably just jinxed you. I know. <laughs> uh. So, when uh, uh, you know, you said that you're primarily the individual that makes the determination of what goes where. Uh, is that kind of a a, a year long thing where you're always thinking ahead? It is, and I change my mind a lot. <laughs> so um, I kind of always start out with a, a pretty, you know, generic plan, and then things that worked the previous year or years, um, we do more with that. Um, and, you know, I'm always willing to try stuff. Sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes it looks amazing. Um, so, but, yeah, I, I, I primary pick, but my, my staff is great, and they – We'll be like, how about this? How about this? Let's try this. Oh, I love this. And so, you know, we let's go. Let's do it. Let's, you know, we can do anything. That's what. <laughs> you know, I recall back the first time I had the pleasure of meeting you was a couple of years ago. And at the time I was sitting in on a group talking butterflies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, the uh, uh, at, at that point in time, I know the subject came around to Vermont Park mm -hmm. and uh, what was happening there. El elaborate on that one a little bit. Okay, so um, through Monarch City, or uh, through Monarch, uh, you, oh my gosh, I forgot what it's called, Monarch Watch yeah. USA, um, you can register um, a city or a park. So we've registered Vermont Park as um, Monarch Park to put Sedalia on the map um, to bring awareness to saving and providing for the monarch butterflies. And what that means is you have to have way stations. We have two huge way stations full of milkweed and pollinator plants, nectar plants. Um, and we hold a butterfly festival every year. And that's been going on since 2020. Um, so, yeah. Well, I, if, if, I think I remember that's kind of a continuing evolving mm -hmm. project over there yeah of course there probably is no end to uh, to uh, the butterfly park yeah yeah we um, they were originally put in as rain gardens which is it's about the same kind of thing you use the same type of plants um but they were they're kind of struggling and there was a lot of milkweed that came up so we just kind of ran with it so when we talk about the various areas that you're responsible for over the city, now I mentioned Sixteenth uh, and Limit and Third and Limit, um, and I, I know throwing this at you, I don't want to put you on the spot, but uh, what are what are some other areas of the city that you all are also working with all the time? You have the welcome signs that we, like that come in to the city. That's landscaping as well. Um, we have. Down I had no idea you were, were responsible. Yeah, for they're those. they're responsible. They get down there pretty early in the morning, so you don't see them very often. But they take care of those two signs when you come into town. Um, you do a lot downtown as well. You know, city hall was really. You know, that was one thing. Mayor Katie was like, "Hey, can your staff do something?" I tell Shauna sometimes to, you know, 
they're so good at what they do. And if you listen to Shauna, she's very humble. Um, she has a great crew and we, we strive that. She talked about the seven part-time employees, but you know, they are part-time. So they're not working 40 hours a week. They're working about 20 hours a week. Um, and only for a few months out of the year. And then Shauna's the only full-time staff. Um, I calculated there's a little over 120 beds, flower beds that they're responsible for. Um, our policy is if we have to cut down or take down a tree, um, we plant 10 new ones. That was one thing we really pushed for the park board to do. Um, cause sometimes a tree has to come down and Shauna hates it. I mean, it's, and I hate it too, especially some of those that we talk about all the times. Like you think if this tree could talk all that it could tell us that, you know, especially at Liberty park. Um, so her goal when she came in is she wanted to plant a hundred trees a year and she has been successful at that. Um, and that's throughout the whole community and the whole parks department. Um, so really Besides the fairgrounds, if you drive through the city, if you see I color. I forgot about the fairgrounds as so, well. Yeah, they take care of, the fairgrounds takes care of theirs, but across the street we do that. But if you see color within the city limits, it's Shauna probably has their thumb on that. Um, you know, even the the animal shelter, you know, they were really kind of struggling with um, their landscaping and their maintenance and everything like that. And I tell my staff, I think sometimes the curse is when you're really good at what you do, you end up getting more on your plate. Um, Shauna and her staff took that. You know, I came to them. I said, let's walk it. Let's see. Um, but they're doing that as well. Um, so they do the maintenance at the at the animal shelter here for, I guess, the last two summers now. Um, you know, she made a dog bone at the front sign. If you notice that, that's landscaped. Um, in front of Liberty Stadium, it's a baseball now right out there. It's pretty neat. I know she's kind of been hard on herself that it didn't come out perfect like she wanted. But I said it, it takes trial and error and, and time. Um, but I can't say it enough. I, you know, my husband joked around. He goes, you do pretty good. You have that plant that's been alive since we got married. And I'm like, it's fake. And he's like, oh, okay. I can barely keep a fake plant alive. So, you know, I say it all the time. Um, hire good staff, give them the tools that they need to do and get out of their way. And with Shauna, when I hired her, I kind of said, what do you need? Because landscaping is not my thing. And she has taken it and she has ran and went above and beyond my expectations. You know, you talk about all of your staff being part time. And of course, I, I'm assuming that's spring through fall, basically. But uh, they may be part time, but I'll, they have to be full, full time in that period that they're working because just the mowing alone has to be tremendous. Well, they, you know, Shauna's crew does all the landscaping. They help with some mowing. Jeff's crew does most of the mowing. Um, they help with weed eating as well. Um, but if you see them out there, they are not like just staring at the landscape bed and kind of doing a little bit. Um, I think that's just part of, you know, that's kind of our philosophy and our mentality at the parks department is when you come to work, you give 110%. Um, take pride in it. And they do, you know, I tell my kids and everyone else too, you know, when you take a job, when you work for the parks and rec department, not only are you getting paid to do something, but you're giving back to your community. And Shauna's staff sees that they want to make this town pretty. They want to make it look nice and welcoming. And, you know, when people come through, I don't know how many phone calls a year Shauna gets, but people call me and say, can you tell me what this flower or plant is? They'll call the parks department and talk to me. I have no idea. Shauna calls them. And then all of a sudden I I'm at the front desk and there's a clipping there that Shauna has left for somebody so that they can take it and grow it at their house. You know, and an area that you hadn't mentioned, Shauna, that, uh, again, has been around for years and is a big part of uh, uh, the flower system in the city. And that's the Rose Garden over mm -hmm. at uh, Centennial. Oh, I'm sorry, Liberty. Uh, that uh, and, of course, roses being roses, they have to take a lot of work on your all's part. Yeah, we, we put one person over there um, 
pretty much that's all she does. But it's, I mean, there's, there's 16 beds in there. So it's, it's a lot. Um, and she was working two or three days a week and, uh, she did great and it, it, it looks really good. So we've, we've also added over a hundred roses since, um, I've started, so I mean, we've got more space. What about uh, what about volunteer efforts? I mean, I mean, can you use volunteers? Do uh, you definitely, um, and especially at the community garden um, in Vermont Park uh, with uh, the milkweed and butterflies. Um, but the community garden, for sure, um, it's it's a big space. There's a lots to do, um, and you know, it's it's for the community. So yeah, definitely. So one other thing I want to make sure and get out there regarding landscaping and the parks department is. Your budget, because I find this amazing how much you do with so little. And the number is? So she's given a budget of less than $20,000 this fiscal year. She's, her crew spent $16,311. And that is tremendous, Shauna. I ought to put you in charge of my budget. If yeah. That, and she has, you know, well. she, she grows a lot. If you go in through the greenhouses that we have, um, you know, we took the one from the CHS. We're utilizing that right now since it wasn't being used. So she has that responsibility as well. Um, but it gives us more opportunity. I mean, she fills those up and just the, I tell her all the time, she's so creative and she's got all these big ideals and everything. And too, if you notice, um, we're doing a lot more art in our parks as well. And that's Shauna's responsibility as well. So all the art that we've been adding throughout the park system, um, is under Shauna's re responsibility as well. Tremendous. Yeah. Well, I want to thank our guests today, uh, Amy Epley, Director of Sedalia Parks and Rec, and Shauna Yeager, Supervisor of uh, Everything to Do with Landscaping in the uh, City of Sedalia. Uh, on behalf of John Meehan and Tim Carter, this is Ron Toller, and we will talk to you next time when we Let's Talk.